Welcome to the Mind Over Matter podcast with Heather Hakes, where mindset is everything. Thank you for joining me and tuning into this podcast. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe and share this episode with your friends. This podcast is here to open your awareness. I want to provide you with tactical teachings on how to master your mindset, create your ideal reality, overcome obstacles, and leverage adversity. And most importantly, it's to help you realize that you are in total control of your reality. My hope? To inspire and motivate you to keep going. And no matter what, it's all about mind over matter. Be sure to check out my website, heatherhakes.com, where I offer you a free video training on how to get unstuck and create lasting change. Again, that's heatherhakes.com and opt into my free video training. Without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to episode number 289. Today's guest and interview topic is all about becoming the leader of your own life. Welcome to today's podcast interview. I've brought on Heather Chauvin. Heather, welcome. Heather, this is amazing. I love it when I get to connect with another Heather. For sure. Uh, Please give the listeners a little background. Where are you from and what do you do? Yeah, so, well, I'm from where I live, which is Ontario. I live in Canada, um, actually just across the border from Michigan. And I work with a lot of ambitious women, helping them create alignment in their lives. And this was definitely a journey to get here, which we will be digging into, but whether that is, you know, helping you get over the excuses of, I don't have time, I don't have energy, um, just finding alignment to me is answering that question around balance. A lot of the women that I work with are mothers and really trying to understand their children trying to understand themselves. And I say parenting and business is personal growth on steroids. So uh, we're just taking it to the next level, doing the inner work to help you see the success that you're searching on the outside. From my personal experience, relationships are definitely great growth opportunities. And from observing my girlfriends and, and family that are mothers, it, I know that motherhood is not easy. Um, so I, I can't, you know, I'm excited for that one day, what it's going to be like the growth opportunities, but something I want to ask you first thing, the word alignment, I feel Mm -hmm. is thrown around a lot. It was actually my year, my word for the year 2020. (laughs) So I want to know from you, what does alignment mean for you? So it is thrown around a lot. And I think it's one of those you you get desensitized to it. And so for me, I, first of all, I think it's very personal and unique to every single person. And it's around like what feels good to you. Um, I think too often we're searching for a blueprint or a strategy, or we are um, actually living through somebody else's programming and someone else's expectations of who we need to be, whether that's our parents or whether that is our partner, um, or we're like, Oh, my friend's doing that. I should do that. And alignment is saying, what do you want? What feels good to you? And if your, if your response is, I don't know, then that's an opportunity for you to kind of sit with that and go, what do I want? And I always love, I know you like tips and strategies. Um, the journal prompt, wouldn't it be nice if, 
because there's no attachment to it. Wouldn't it be nice if it was sunny outside? Wouldn't it be nice if I could travel the world? Wouldn't it be nice if I could eat whatever I wanted? Wouldn't it be nice? And you just keep pulling back the layers and I call them breadcrumbs because whatever's coming out is a part of you that wants to be expressed. And I remember when someone asked me this question and I don't remember what I responded, but she brought it to my attention. Like, interesting, interesting that you bring that up, right? Because what you want and crave is not going to be what the person next to you wants and craves. But when you are giving yourself what you want, that is when you find the alignment. I really love how you share that. And especially, you know, I, I think societal norms are, we are chasing a, a one size fits all model, which I don't think there is one. And especially in entrepreneurship, there's so many, you know, fast cash formulas and follow my blueprint and follow my strategy. And I'm not denying that those don't work for that person. But when you're trying to, to chase or be a second rate version of somebody else, you, I feel that you lose your authenticity, you lose your voice, you lose your, that passion and inspiration. Well, we've all seen it in brands, right? We've seen it in brands where someone think of like the iPhone or something, and then it's like, oh, okay, well now we're going to make our version of it. And I just really don't feel like you can copy off of a legend. So when people are always worried about competitiveness or um, comparison. It's like when you're being authentic to your stories and the skills that you love, um, you learn more about yourself. Like I've been building an online business for, oh gosh, my youngest is eight. It's been like nine, 10 years online. It's definitely evolved over the time. And when I started, of course, I didn't have the confidence. I came from the social work background, so I didn't have business skills. And I just did what people told me to do. And some of it didn't feel good. And then after a while, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do more of what feels good. I love podcasting. I love interviewing. I love talking. I'm going to do more of that. And as my build, my business starts to generate revenue, I'm going to outsource what is, um, what's not working for me or my weaknesses or things that don't bring me joy and don't light me up, but I'll do what I need to do to get by. Um, I love in person. I love live coaching where some people love data and they love building a funnel. I'm like, that's just not my thing. So the more you, you become, and you really begin to honor that and you hold those boundaries and you're just, you know, I get feedback all the time. People are like, why don't you do this? Why don't you do this? And it's like, why don't you do that? Like, why are you telling me how I need to improve when you're not even in the same arena as me? It's like, thank you very much for that feedback. Keep it for yourself. But that has taken you years to develop and understand, right? Yes. And I also see how it's more of a mindset because in business, you gain confidence just by doing, refining and saying what's working. Um, but I also now have a belief, especially, you know, over time um, in this personal development world, a lot of it is like trusting your gut and trusting your intuition and who do you want to be. And I noticed that how you show up, you know, how you do one thing is how you do everything. So if you're not trusting yourself or what's working for you in your personal life, you're probably not doing that in your professional life either. So it's something as simple as, you know, your partner saying to you, 
where do you want to go to eat tonight? And like, you hate a certain type of food and yet you're doing it because somebody else wants you to do it, or you're just not honoring what you want and desire. And I find the more you honor how you want to feel, the bigger impact you're going to make in your relationships, both personally and professionally. Um, so I think it was just gaining that inner confidence, which really made um, a difference on the outside, because I still see people in business 10 plus years saying it needs to be hard. And I believe it needs to be hard. And if you believe something needs to be hard, you're literally going to try to find the way to do it the most difficult way. And, you know, I'll be over here being like, I'm over here in alignment. You can beat your head against the wall working 80 hours a week. <laughs> Well, that's the whole hustle and grind mentality. And it's, it's kind of like, you know, if you aren't busting your ass 80 hours a week, then you're not working hard enough. And I'm super into Abraham Hicks. I don't know if that's something you may be into. Love. Okay. And love. I, call, I call him Abraham. Abe and Abe is all about alignment. You don't have to hustle and grind. If you are in align with your mindset and beliefs and the feelings and emotions, how quickly things come your way. Something you touched on, I would love for you to dive deeper is this whole idea of mindset and beliefs. Mm. So I actually want to, I want to tell a story about Abraham Hicks. And so seven years ago, when I was diagnosed with cancer, I fell into the trap of the hustle and grind and the hustle and grind was me as a ambitious woman wanting to build a business, but I was also operating from a, uh, like not enoughness and my not enoughness came from my fear of screwing up my children. And cause I had my son when I was 18 and I just remember looking at him thinking I've already failed. Like I've, I've done this backwards. I've already failed. And when I was diagnosed, I again knew about Abraham Hicks, but I wasn't embodying it. And there was a meditation called something about physical well-being. Um, and I had their app on my phone and I put that in my ears because I believed I was paralyzed in fear, right? I had a belief, like I'm sick. I'm going to die. I'm sick. I'm going to die. But I knew, I knew that that wasn't healthy. I knew that belief was not in alignment. Um, and something you and I touched on before we hit record was, you know, positive affirmations. And it's like, I can say these things, but if I don't believe it, it's really not going to come true. So I put this meditation in my ear. It was 15 minutes long and, um, Esther talks to Abraham and Abraham is saying like, whatever your, your body can heal itself. That was essentially what it was. Your body can heal itself. Your body is so intelligent. Your cells are so intelligent. They know how to heal themselves. And I remember hearing the meditation the first time and my thoughts saying, no, I have cancer. I'm going to die. Like you don't understand this is stupid. Right. And then I just wanted to brainwash myself. We brainwash ourselves every single day with beliefs on what we want or what we don't want. So if you keep telling yourself, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, you will find a way to block yourself from finding a way that you can. If you keep saying, I hear from women all the time, I don't have time, I don't have time, I don't have time, like then you're never going to make this a priority because if you actually make it a priority, do you know what's going to happen? Your fear is going to come in, maybe fear of success, fear of failure, fear of being vulnerable, fear of judgment, all of this comes in. But in that moment, I was like, I am going to live, like I'm choosing to live. 
I don't know if I have a week left, a year left, five years left, but it's going to be the best because I got these three little boys who need me and I got to show up. And I just brainwashed myself that my body was so intelligent that it knew how to heal itself. And I wasn't really attached to if it was working or if it changed my beliefs, but I am not kidding, Heather. I walked around with my headphones in 24 hours a day and I just played it on repeat, whether I was consciously listening or subconsciously. And, um, you know, I just told people like, if I'm not paying attention to you, it's because I'm listening to something else, whether I was doing the dishes or we were driving in the car because my body was just so in fight or flight. And, um, I wanted to kind of reverse the beliefs because it's so, so powerful. And yet mainstream culture does not teach us that our thoughts create our reality. How long did you do that? Uh, because I know the importance of audio and listening to it, but by the, you had to listen to it, plant your own new thoughts and beliefs, embody it, feel it, have the emotions behind it. And obviously seven years later, you did something right. But how long did you do that before you, did you feel better? So I think it's, it was almost like, um, it was a puzzle piece to, you know, I also believed We've all, if you're into Abraham or the law of attraction, you've probably fallen, you know. Pardon the interruption. Do you ever feel lost or find yourself stuck in a rut? You want change. Maybe it's more money, better relationships, your health, etc. But you don't know where to start? I get it. I've been there. If you're ready to take the leap and actually make change and progress in your life, I offer a free discovery call to see if my one-on-one -on -one coaching program is right for you. Visit heatherhakes.com forward slash coaching for more information and to schedule your call. Now back to regular programming. You know, into the secret, like reading the secret, watching the secret. And I personally thought all you had to do is visualize, cross your fingers and things would just show up on your doorstep. And I think that's a big misconception. You, you still have to take action and people think like, Oh, like I have to send that email. I have to put myself out there. And it's, it's going to be uncomfortable because you're going to be confronting what has been hiding the whole time, which is typically fear in some illusion, right? It could be wearing a mask of guilt, overwhelm. Like there's just so many ways that it tries to hide in there. The second you say, I want, or I desire, and you start taking action towards that desire or that life that you want to be living, all your shit comes up. Like you don't need to go to therapy and talk about your mom and dad and your past for 10 years. You just need to take action on the life that you want and everything will rush to the surface. And as I began to, yes, I knew the mind was very, very powerful, but I also took action in the direction of, okay, I need to surrender and stop being a control freak. <laughs> My podcast is called mom is in control for a reason. Um, and trust the medical system. Why? Because I am in a crisis state. I do not get to drink green juice and rub crap all over my body. I don't get that privilege right now because I've neglected my needs so bad that I am literally on my deathbed. Like it, it, I didn't have time. The tumors in my abdomen were growing so rapidly 
when I found out I looked swollen, by the time I started conventional treatment, uh, people were asking me when I was due, my tumors were so big. I looked like I was eight months pregnant and it was just so rapid growing and I had to surrender. But I also remember because I did have a belief that, you know, everyone's like, it's poison, it's poison, it's poison. But I remember looking at chemo dripping into my body and saying, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And then after that, not dependent on, you know, my doctors or a medical system that's going to quote unquote save me, but saying, how do I want to feel? How do I want to feel? What do I need? Right. So then looking into conventional or um, integrative medicine, functional medicine, but taking all aspects of my life. Do I love my work? How much money is in my bank account? Why am I talking about abundance and there's a negative in front of my bank account? Like, why am I not able to receive learning to receive help from other people? Like people dropping off money, dropping off food and me saying, thank you. And expecting to give them nothing in return. Like watching how quickly someone might say, you look really nice today. And you're like, oh, this old thing, right? And we're just deflecting. We're trying to push away. Um, receiving help. Like I truly believe that no one else could take care of my children because if they had macaroni and cheese, they were going to die. And guess what? They ate a lot of macaroni and cheese and they lived. And it's the energy that you're putting out there. Your thoughts are so, so powerful. So it takes a lot. It's the energy. It's your intentions. It's being aware of what you're telling yourself, how you're treating other people. Now I've been at it for so long. Um, you know, people talk about in the wellness space, a lot about self-love and I get it. I totally get it. But for some reason, self-respect really uh, sticks with me because typically we will say that person doesn't respect me or that person can't hear me or that person is um, rude to me. Like there's all these ways around in a relationship where you're like, I don't want to feel that way. But if you mirror that back on yourself, I don't respect me. I am rude to myself. Um, you know, you typically don't say that person doesn't love me. It's that's just not the way that we voice it. And maybe they do love you, but they're just showing it in a different way or they can't show you. So I started asking myself, how am I not respecting myself? And it's like not creating space or time to even fuel my body. Like, oh, didn't have time to eat today. Therefore, I didn't eat. Oh, didn't have time to hydrate myself. No, I didn't make it a priority because I wasn't respecting myself. Or, you know, I'm, I'm working on something and somebody texts me and I answer it right away. And then I'm angry and resentful that, you know, my thing isn't getting done. Well, I just disrespected myself by breaking my own boundary. And so it, you constantly have to come back to how do I want to feel in my life? And putting up not those hard boundaries, but showing up that way, like leading that way. And I've noticed that women, yes, in business, you do have more control if your business is built that way, but also women who live in corporate and work in corporate, or if they're stay at home moms, like whoever you are, 
it's, it's you, like it starts with you and how you lead your life, how you treat yourself, how you organize yourself. And we tell ourselves so many stories of I'm not organized. I'm not focused, or we're blaming other people for our lack of personal responsibility. So it was pulling back the layers one at a time. Um, and when you get that awareness for yourself, you really start to see it in other people. Something you share there that I think is so important. And I think a lot of people's habits, because it's easy, is to point the finger outside of them, to place the blame on their partner or their boss or politics or the government. And it's like, no, if you're right, if you turn the finger and you do the work within it, as Joe, Dr. Joe Dispenza teaches, your internal state pre- produces your external reality where most people have it opposite. They're relying on the external to change an internal state. So I just, I feel that's so powerful. Yeah. And one of the big game changers for me was um, Danielle Laporte. Right before I got sick, she has a book uh, called The Desire Map. And we're all teaching the same thing, by the way, just with different language. So if you're, it's just whatever you resonate with and it lands on, but I think she did it. So simplistic, like simple. I can't even say that simple. Um, but she's like, it's not the thing that you're after. It's the feeling, right. And this is what manifestation is about is becoming the feeling before we get there. So if you want the bigger house, you can still have the bigger house, but why do you want it? And if the feeling is because you want more space, great. You're going to get there. You'll get the house. But what happens if you just give yourself space right now? What happens, right? She calls them core desired feelings. So if I gave myself space right now, living in a small house in the middle of a pandemic and I'm losing my mind, how am I going to give myself pockets of space? I may go sit in the car. I may go for a quick walk. I may put some headphones on and just breathe. But I have to ask myself that. I have to give myself that. And the more I started asking myself, how do I want to feel? How do I want to feel? And then, you know, I wanted to feel alive. I didn't want to feel dead. Okay. Well, here I am bald, um, you know, stage four, not a lot of energy stuck on bed rest, like can barely move. How am I going to feel alive? And I started noticing people coming in and I could feel their energy because I'm really sensitive. I've always been able to to feel energies. I just didn't know that. And this person would be like, Oh, I'm so sorry. And they kind of treated me like I was dead already. I'm like, that's not the energy I want to be around. So guess what? You're not allowed to come to my house anymore. Boom. Boundary gone. And then the people that would come in, that would make me laugh that talked about possibility and hope. I'm like, I want more of you. And I started surrounding myself with movies like that, or having those conversations with my kids But then I had to challenge the envelope, right? Because I couldn't depend on the feeling that I had. And I think this is where we get tripped up. People will eat one healthy meal. They'll go for a walk. They'll do it for a week. And they're like, I'm still not feeling the joy. I'm still not feeling good. Like what's going on. But we also have to realize that with the sunlight comes darkness. Like in nature, there is contrast and we need to feel both. And if you have... You've been stuffing everything down, right? I have a cup right here and it's empty right now. It's got like one sip of coffee left, but 
if everything inside of me has been guilt and shame and overwhelm, and I've just been stuffing it down and what they call toxic positivity, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Oh yeah. I'm just going to say my affirmations. It's not that you need to go in the vault and start, start taking everything out, but you almost need to crowd it out. So if my habits are like in alignment with how I wanted to feel and I wanted to feel alive, I'm like, what's going to allow me to feel alive today. And even though I didn't know necessarily what that was, because I could not recall a time when I felt alive in my life. I'm like, well, what do people do that look happy? And I'm like, they probably get up and take a shower. (laughs) So maybe I should start with the basics. And it was just, I had to push, I had to push through the resistance, but I didn't have to hustle and grind through it. Mm -hmm. I just had to push a little bit and then reward myself with rest and then push a little further and reward myself with rest. And there was one, there's actually a story that I talk about in my book that's coming out in March, the dying to be a good mother. Um, I had no idea. I had no idea how to feel alive. No idea. And I think people say, I want to be happy. I want to be this. I want to be this, but they don't recall a time being that they have no, no idea how to access it. So I kind of became a detective and I looked at people who I thought were happy and that's, that's a slippery slope in itself. Cause that's like the grass is always greener on the other side, but I would see people walking and I would see people like journaling and sitting at a cafe with like an overpriced latte or whatever. I'm like, okay, let me start doing that. And I remember one, I thought walking was ridiculous. I did not understand why people wasted their time just physically walking. I'm like, I got to run a marathon. Like if I'm going to be outside with shoes on, I got to, I got to get shit done. Right. But that was just the ambitious go-getter. And I just need to slow my reel, slow down. But I remember going to a cafe and this was, this was pre-cancer and I was probably about three months post baby. And I just needed it. My soul was craving it. Um, And my husband like dropped me off or I drove there and I thought this is going to be luxurious and I'm just going to sit here and I'm going to journal and I'm going to sip on whatever. And I just cried the whole time. I cried the whole time because I was so overwhelmed and that's what was in my cup. Overwhelm. And I never gave myself time to just stop and be and just check in with me. So before I could even access those feelings that I desired, even though I was taking the action to get there. I had to declutter. I had to empty my cup and I did not expect for all of that to come out. But on the other side of that, I was able to create more space for what I wanted. So long winded answer to your question. Well, and a lot that you've touched on today is this whole premise of being mindful and intentional with your life. And that is definitely something I've been working on because I'm so aware of practices and tools and techniques and it's easy to teach and talk about but it's it takes conscious effort to actually be intentional and create so what does that mean for you and you know is that a morning routine or is it accountability like how are you staying on track and if you fall off track how do you get back on yeah so I fall off track every day um my philosophy is progress not perfection There's something that I teach called energetic time management, and it's about managing your energy and not your time. And I think based on like my personality, I am, I am a routine person, but I'm not, um, I'm not a box checker. So 
I work with a lot of ambitious people and, or women in general who have goals and dreams and desires, whether it's personal or professional. And I notice a lot of times they're so dependent on these routines, right? My, my morning routine looks different every single day, but when I started, I had to hang on to these habits. And when I'm trying to develop a skill, I will hang on to those rituals or those habits. And then once I feel confident with it, I'll be a little more flexible. Sometimes that is, you know, a little manipulative too, where I'm like, I got this, I'm good. And then it falls off and I'm like, ah, but that's the whole point of contrast. So really for me, it's about Yes, being intentional with how I want to feel and aligning my actions with that, but also remembering I'm human and I'm having this human experience and I'm always learning and growing there. You know, you and I were talking about this. It's about the journey. There really is no destination. You can have goals like next level, next level, and it can help you get there, whatever you need to do to manipulate your mind. But once you get to that goal, you're kind of going to be like, okay, what's next, right? What's next? And when I started, I really needed the accountability. So I hired mentors or I would um, get a friend and say, you're going to show up at my house. Or I didn't say you, I, I didn't make her, we collectively came to the agreement and I would either drive to her house at 5. AM. She would drive to my house and we'd go for a walk or whenever the sun would come up or we do it in the dark. And um, It was just those people with like-minded goals who would come together to do certain things. Now I have it in all aspects of my life. I surround myself with those go-getter type people. Um, I invest a lot of money, time, and energy in myself. And I also understand that not everybody can do that. Um, But there, when I started, I literally had nothing. Like when I started, I was on, I was a single mother, 18 years old on government assistance. And I just had this desire inside. And so I would listen to the podcast. I would watch the, well, YouTube was bigger back then than podcasts, but I would watch the YouTube videos. I would read the books. I started to watch people and be like, you're different. I want to hang out with you went to yoga, started volunteering at a yoga studio because I couldn't even afford a membership. And then I started teaching meditation and mindfulness. And as I grow and evolve, I have different types of accountability and support, but I will say, here's the key. I ask myself, what do I need? What do I need? And if I can't find it, I create it. So when I was a single mom, I wanted to be surrounded with other teen moms who wanted to better themselves. I literally started a meetup and one of my best friends I met from there and we've been friends for 15 years. Um, but if I was actively looking for that, I would have never found it. So I'm a true believer in creating what you need. Um, and if you can't find it, find the support, create the support around you. Um, and I, if you can afford it, or if it scares the crap out of you, I believe investing in yourself is, is going to pay off tenfold over a, um, another degree on your wall. Or like when I look at my children and trying to educate and parent and support them through a pandemic one, I have taken all the pressure off education and I just look at them and I'm like, do you feel safe? 
Do you feel loved and do you feel supported and are you fed and, you know, deepening the relationships and their emotional intelligence, but I am not, not, I can push them like, you know, show up, try this, but no way am I going to push you to feel like you are less than because things have changed in the world. So yeah, it's really about creating what you need and becoming, you have to remember that people will remember they what's that saying my angelou they won't remember i don't know how what you bought them all of those things but they're going to remember how you made them feel yeah 100% what i love that you just shared there about you creating a meetup so many people fall trapped to victimhood you know that this is happening to me but it is that mindset or it's that choice it's that decision that you know, that's how so many brands and products get started is because there, there was a need and it wasn't out there. And so to have that creativity and, and it's so easy to ask how or get caught up in the how, but as we know, and probably study, if you know the what, and you get in alignment and you feel it and you, you have that vision, the how shows up. So to allow the how. Well, think about it. I mean, it's a, it's a, if you're a business owner or an entrepreneur, like I did not, I grew up with entrepreneurial parents. Um, but they definitely didn't teach me like solve a problem for somebody, charge it, you're good to go. Right. So we're very, if you have been brainwashed from the academic system, it's like study this and then we're going to test you on it. That is not what happens in the real world. So when you have children or when you have people like I literally ask people all the time like what is your problem like what not what not what's your problem but like what's your pain point how can I be of service to you or when I'm having a conversation with people and they're like oh yeah I'm looking for this resource or this if I have that resource in my back pocket I'm going to share it with them and I just solve their problem right or if I can see that someone's really good at something and they're out of alignment. I'm like, you're really good at this. I would actually pay you for this, but understand you don't need a fancy website. You don't need all of that experience. I've actually begged people like, please take my money, please take my money. I need you to solve this problem for me. And nine out of 10 times, the reason why they won't take my money is because it's easy for them. No, just let me do it. So easy, but that's your area of genius. And that is what you're supposed to be doing in the world. And actually, if you don't take my money, I'm not going to respect it. I'm not going to respect what you're providing me and the value that you're giving me because I need you to give me something or I need to give you something in order for it to feel like an equal exchange of energy. So learning to receive that is so, so big, especially for women. I love that. So question for you, because you, you've shared so many golden nuggets today, but what do you think the key takeaway is that you want listeners to get? Yes. So I am on a mission and this has just been my life's work. I didn't know it at first, but everything has guided me to this and writing a book will definitely give you some clarity. I said, it's been therapy on steroids. Um, I really don't think we need to suffer. I think there's a big difference between um, something creating ease in your life and something being easy, right? So I love challenging myself. I also know going after desire is one thing. Get clear on how you want your life to look. You know, write it down. 
Wouldn't it be nice if, um, and then ask yourself, what are you resisting? What are you avoiding? When you run towards what you're avoiding or resisting, that is the quickest path to freedom. And it's not going to feel good there, but no good is on the other side, like temporary discomfort on the other side of that, that is the freedom that you crave. And I believe the better you feel, that is the whole point of life. That is where you're going to find your purpose. That's where you're going to find alignment. So run towards the things that you know are going to make you feel good. The path, the journey, you might have bumps and resistance along the way, but that good feeling on the other side is exactly what we're all searching for. And um, yeah, I would challenge any parent who says to me, you know, oh my gosh, I'm so busy. I'm so overwhelmed. I'm so this, I'm so that, you know, the pandemic, all of this. And I'm like, it can get easier. And it's not just about crossing your fingers and hoping and praying and waiting there's strategy, there's action, there's mindset, but it's a hundred percent possible. I love that. Uh, that reminds me, and it's something I've lived by for nearly a year now. I did ayahuasca and the, the big takeaway mm. out of that experience was all suffering is self-imposed. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I would love to wrap up the interview and I have a couple of rapid fire questions for you. Perfect. What is a quote or motto that you live by? A lot of people ask me this and it's the Marianne Williamson quote that it is not our darkness, but our light that we are afraid of. Yes. I love, I love Marianne. What is a book you're currently reading or highly recommend? Well, I've been obsessed with my book and I've had to read it over and over and over again. Um, But so my book's called Dying to Be a Good Mother, but I do have this one right here, which is called A Happy Pocket Full of Money, which is really, really good. Who is that by? Um, David Cameron. Yeah. What is the message in that one? It's all about, well, the subtitles Infinite Wealth and Abundance is here now. So it's really about manifesting. Um and the more I learn about, you know, manifesting money or any, it's all the same thing. Money is just the energy of attraction and learning to receive and allow and unlearn everything we've been taught. For sure. Unlearning. That's, that's huge. Okay. Final question. What advice would you give your younger self? The first thing that came to my mind is just, um, listening to yourself before you listen to others and acting from that place, knowing that it will get easier um, when you have more control over your own actions and the life that you want to be living. Um, And that, you know, you're, you're exactly where you need to be. And this hurts right now and it's uncomfortable. um, But you're going to, you're going to be okay on the other side. So hang on tight. What a great note to end on. Heather, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Heather. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. Be sure to sign up for my free video training on how to get unstuck and create lasting change at heatherhakes.com. And I'd love to connect with you on the social platforms. You can find me on Instagram at heather.hakes, Facebook, Heather Hakes, and YouTube. Guess what? You got it, Heather Hakes. I'll catch you on the next episode. 